Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, your weekly show focused on the topsy-turvy world of promotional products, branding, advertising, and marketing. As always, Unscripted is brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the leading online industry magazine chock full of content and thought-provoking articles. You can visit them online at promocorner.com backslash identity dash marketing. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to episode number, I have no idea, of Unscripted. Uh, I'm Bill Petrie, along with my pal Kirby Hassman. Kirby, how are you, buddy? I am doing well, bud. I, uh, it's been a, a crazy week and uh, super um, excited to hear your voice and to talk to you. Uh, I, so, I appreciate that. Yeah, so, why don't you tell me how you're doing? That's, um, that's what's on everybody's mind. Yeah, so for those who don't know, a little back little background. Uh, first of all, I am broadcasting today live from Vanderbilt University Medical Center in downtown Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, a lot of you probably know why I'm broadcasting live from here, and some of you may not. But uh, my wife on Friday night, uh, and I'm going to tell a very uh, truncated version of this. If you want the uh, gory details, you can go to my website, and I've set up a page uh, about her recovery, which is at brandofatemarketing.com backslash Sandy with a Y Petrie. So Sandy Petrie. Um, so on Friday night, I found my wife uh, slumped over in a chair and unresponsive, um, and I had to uh, give her CPR. Uh, what happened, it looked like she had uh, full uh, ventricular fibrillation, which means her uh, heart essentially stopped. Um, so I had to give her CPR and call the paramedics, and thankfully they got there very, very quickly. Uh, took her to Vanderbilt, and uh, long story short, she's starting to come out of everything. Um, still a little bit of a short-term memory loss, but they tell me that's fairly common with this type of event and, and what they've done in terms of... Uh, of uh, therapy uh, in terms of you know trying to get her her back, uh, the, the biggest concern obviously at first was her neurological functions, and those seem uh, for the most part very much intact. Like I said, some short-term memory issues, um, but nothing too uh, horrible. So I feel very fortunate that uh, you know I, I found her when I did. I, I'm glad I was home. Uh, sure. I travel so much. Uh, you know I, I don't like to think what would have happened had it uh, been the night before. Or, you know uh, when I was out of town. But uh, she's doing well. Um, I'm sitting here looking at her right now, and she's uh, doing doing well. So today they're going to do a cardiac MRI to try to understand the cause of, of what happened. They really don't know. It was not a heart attack. Her heart is just very, very weak. And then it looks like tomorrow they're going to do a quick surgery, uh, quick being relative, of course, um, a quick surgery to implant a defibrillator and a maker. Um, and the good news is today she's actually out of bed and sitting up, which is uh, terrific to see. And they've mentioned that uh, they'd like to move us out of the intensive care unit, the cardiac intensive care unit, to a regular room. And I know what that means. Once they get you to a regular room, it's pretty much get the hell out of the hospital. So I think we all welcome that. I've been sleeping here since uh, Friday, uh, which means I haven't been sleeping. So you might be in for a roller coaster episode today, Kirby. I really don't know. Well, I tell you what, man. I, I appreciate you giving everybody an update. And quite frankly, I mean, you know, I was a little worried about doing this uh, episode today. So I appreciate your willingness to share and your willingness to be candid. Um, it's been a hell of a 
couple days for sure. Well, certainly uh, you, uh, the Promo Kitchen family, uh, my my friends inside and outside the industry, and and people certainly Sandy's friends, um, uh, and so many people have been so supportive. And, and here's what I believe in life: um, it's got to go on. So I, you know, me uh, staring at her hoping that things are improving doesn't make life move forward. And, and I know she wouldn't want that. I even asked her this morning. I said, I'm going to do the podcast unless you're not okay with it. And she's like, no, I'm totally fine with it. You know, and that's kind of the fun part of short-term memory because I also <laughs> asked if I could buy an Apple Watch. And she seemed okay with that. So I'm going to remember that part. She won't, but, you know, what's the matter? No, I'm kidding. Um, but it, it's just, you know, life's got to go on. And you and I made a commitment when we started this podcast that we were going to share our real thoughts and feelings and, and the, the, the not to sound like we're actually in show business or not, but the show's got to go on. So it's going on. Well, again, appreciate it. I know that um, you kind of addressed this uh, just a minute ago, but um, I certainly have been moved um, by the outpouring of support to you, and certainly I haven't seen it all, but uh, it's pretty cool to um, see the family, as it were. Yeah. Um, it's kind of rally it's been, I will tell you, um, I don't think I have any more tears to shed. Um, and, you know, but right now, what's happened, it's turned from tears of despair to uh, tears of, of joy. Um, you know, it's one of those, you know, anybody who's ever felt like they've lost their faith in humanity, um, take a look at my Facebook post because I finally did post it publicly yesterday. Um, I didn't share it over the weekend because I really wasn't sure what the outcome was going to be. They were very clear on that. Um, you know, they were not sure how long her heart had stopped. And so I, I made a decision not to share really publicly until uh, she came out of the uh, medically induced coma. And I knew what we were dealing with. Um, that was just important to me because I just couldn't, I couldn't handle um, the the. I had a hard time on my own handling the unknown. I sure as hell couldn't manage everybody else's uh, not knowing the unknown. So once once we felt like, hey, you know, mentally it looks like she's gonna be all there, you know, because honestly that was a concern. That's sure. the biggest concern. The brain's a, uh, it's a funny, delicate but magical organ, and when it's deprived of oxygen not good so you know it's the, like I said I just uh, you know thank goodness uh, uh, I, I found her when I did right. and it doesn't look like it was uh, she was deprived of oxygen for, for too terribly long so all good all good Correct. so with with that being said if, unless you have any other comments let's move on because I am ready to focus on some other stuff okay yeah absolutely um, well since you have been willing to share there if you have a topic you'd like to jump into I am certainly Willing to give you the lead, brother. You know what? I do have a topic, Kirby. Okay. Uh, so I am on the fence on this one. Okay. The whole adult coloring book phenomenon. <laughs> okay. I, I get the overall therapeutic purpose of it, right? Sure, it's sure. kind of a, for lack of a better term, it's a mindless activity and, and you know, people seem to really enjoy it. But man, it's become this weird cottage industry of these adult coloring books, and it's permeated our industry. I mean, our, our, there are some suppliers who are selling uh, branded adult coloring books. It's what funny. is your take on that? You know, it's it's funny. I think I think I'm probably like you. I'm a little bit on the fence, but at the end of the day, this is one of those um, kind of. I think it's good. 
uh, I think, you know, if I lean one way or another, that's the way I'd go. I think it's good. Um, there are so many uh, different activities we have right now, whether it's your favorite in Pokemon Go or whatever that kind of <laughs> fill our time. Uh, to me, this is this feels like one of those things that the people our age and a little bit older are longing for a simpler time. You know what? That's a great point. It's almost like the coloring book version of a Brady Bunch or yeah. something. People just want. I think you know. I think that's a great point. I hadn't thought about it that way, um, but I think you, I think you make a fantastic point. I mean, I, like I said, I get the whole coloring books, but man, some of them are like really detailed and stuff. And I was never good at coloring inside the lines. Yeah. To me, to me, the lines were merely a suggestion, and it made the pictures far less interesting. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that way about life myself. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think I'm cool with it. I, I think that's one of those harmless activities that if it uh, brings back a simpler time, go for it. I think it's good. Have, have you sold any as a distributor? You know, you're 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 a you're a very large level <laughs> distributor in Kashano. You're you're you you have a very successful distributor business. Have you sold any? I have not. That's not been one of the things I say about uh, our business and our region is I always say that we're at the tail end of the snake on any um, any trend, right? Oh, so, so you guys just got acid wash jeans and that's exactly right? right. We are just getting into the members only jacket stuff. Sweet. Um, <laughs> so, no, but you know, and by the way, that has to do with economy too, right? So, right. like, if you know the economy's bad in the rest of the country, a lot of times it's still okay here. And then mm -hmm. as the rest of the country comes out of it, we're just getting into the recession. So right. we tend to be in the tail end of the snake. So Mike, when I come back from a PPAI show, for example, and I show the mm -hmm. hottest new items to my clients, they usually look at me a little weird. And then right. about six months to a year later, they're like, oh, yeah, Kirby showed me that a long time ago. Um, so it, it, it's good for so, me because I tend to be so ahead of the trends. But. I was about to say, you're in, in the promo world in – the thriving metropolis of Kashokton, you're like a soothsayer. Yeah, you're like, right. you're, you're so pre Kirby, how are you so on the edge of these trends? <laughs> that's right. Tell, I got six months to prep. <laughs> tell me about this Bon Jovi hair metal music you've been listening to. I've never heard that before. When did Sammy Hagar become a part of Van Halen? Um, let's see. <laughs> you had to go Van Halen on me. Did you? Sorry. No, no, I, I have not. I, I, I'm not as up on the coloring book trend as I probably should be, but uh, no. But it's interesting. It yeah, is it super, is super interesting. interesting. Right. What do you got? You got a topic? Yeah, I, this this one's kind of interesting, and it, you know I'm a big sports fan, and so sometimes I... We I, both are. Yeah, I'd say right? we both are. Yeah, but if you're not a sports fan, bear with me on this because I'm going to tie it back. But um, So A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, yes. has uh, announced his retirement, and... Um, He's one of those characters that is polarizing on, on many ways. Um, but what I, what I come back to, it's, it's fascinating to me because, of course, with him retiring, there's the discussion about the Hall of Fame. There's discussion about uh, performance-enhancing drugs and all that sort of thing. And what it brings back to me is there's two players from this era, okay, who mm -hmm. when you look at their numbers, when you look at their performance on the field – it's kind of inarguable that they should be a part of the elite, the Hall of Fame, right? Those two right. players are A-Rod that I'm talking about and Barry Bonds. Correct. And there's a fairly large percentage of people who vote for that, which are writers, who mm -hmm. say they'll mm -hmm. never vote for those two players because of their performance-enhancing drug use. And it was brought up today um, or recently that um, 
there was some argument that Alex Rodriguez should be put into Monument Park, I think it is, in New York. Yeah, in, in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And, the, and, you know, of course, there was, that's a controversial topic. But Andy Pettit, who is also a, uh, an admitted performance-enhancing drug user, is in that. Right. right. And so I bring all this up to say it is amazing to me how much likability – has to do with whether or not we want to give people their due. And I think it comes uh, back to the sales and all that stuff because people just don't like A-Rod. <laughs> they don't no. like Barry Bonds, but everybody liked Andy Pettit. Well, if you look back at, at the careers of the three people you're talking about, mm-hmm. um, Andy Pettit was always engaging with the media. And, and when you're talking about uh, you know, the media is the conduit to the people. Right. So, and you write a lot, I write a lot, and, and, you know, we don't write pieces where we're interpreting what other people say, but I've written enough to know that I could manipulate that, whatever anybody says, the way I want it to read. Sure. So, the way, you know, because A-Rod was always aloof with the media, you know, he always seemed very distant, almost like he was a self-imposed king, yeah. and Barry Bonds was just a cantankerous, uh, crusty old goat. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the writers didn't like them. You know, it's funny. Uh, it is. And it does call, come down to likability. And I think it comes down to that, too. Because I, it's very funny. You know, whenever I hear a discussion about any Hall of Fame, right. any Hall of Fame, football, and, you know, the NFL Hall of Fame inductions were this past weekend. And I think, you know, two weekends ago, uh, you know, it was baseball and Mike Piazza got in. Someone else, I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I think of it very, in very, very simple terms. Can you tell the story of the sport or the industry or whatever? Can, like, for example, the NFL. Can you tell the story of the NFL without person X? Right. That's a, to me. That's the only litmus test. So when it comes to baseball, and and the owners were absolutely complicit in turning a blind eye to the performance enhancing drugs. The numbers were inflated. It doesn't take away the skill. Mm-hmm. You know. Steroids don't help someone's bat speed or hand-eye coordination. Might make them hit the ball 20, 20 feet more. So, yeah, they might have more home runs. Um, but yeah, I'm going off topic because no, it's fine. It's, it's it, we do. But yeah, but it, it does come back to likability. I mean, you think about Roger Clemens. I mean, to, you think you look at his stats. No, no brainer, Hall of Famer. Sure. But he was such. But he was such a complete ding dong with the public and the press. Especially no one's end. willing. Yeah, no one's willing to give him a chance. And you know, it's funny with A Rod. I read something this week. You know, because he, he announced his last game is going to be. I think the day our podcast is going to be uh, available on Promo Corner dot uh, Identity Market Promo Corner. It's his last game, and one of the you know I remember I'm a Texas Rangers fan, so I have a big huge. Uh, uh, hatred in my heart of darkness for a rod uh, for what he did to my franchise like i own it but i I don't i don't care for the guy but they were talking about that since he was suspended for that entire year right he was suspended the entire 2014 season for for uh performance dancing drugs how he's really rehabilitated his image and it was a really interesting read because i don't see that right. i've never you know as a rangers fan i see it from a distance um so it, it, it is interesting because there was an article about you know it would he a rod get in the hall of fame it wasn't talking about monument park which right. is you know that, i don't know what the criteria is for that. so that'll be it, it is interesting to watch but you again you tie it back to sales and it's that likability right. and and i know you and i've talked about this before i firmly believe that sales 
uh, in any sales function, whether it's sale, frontline sales or sales management, man, it's show business. Yeah. And, you know, no one really cares that your dog died yesterday or that you're having a bad day or you had a flat tire or whatever. You got to turn that on. And that's just part of being in sales, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, people do care. I don't mean that in a callous way, but right. at the end of the discussion, people just want, you know, okay, let's get to it. And you have to kind of uh, be likable. You have to be a chameleon and you have to be likable. Yeah, well, it's you and I have talked about it a lot. I mean, people still buy from people. People still buy from people they like, know, and trust. And Yes, they do. And uh, like is is uh, is a key thing. And so, Well, like's always the first one listed for a reason. Right. If I don't like you... I'm not going to want to get to know you, and I sure as hell am I not going to trust you. Yeah, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. Well, cool. Uh, do you have any more? You know what? I do, Kirby. Okay. So the, the question I have for you, Kirby, as a, a, a distributor, and, and I think PPAI has done a really fantastic job, but I want to get your take on it from a distributor perspective. I'm, I'm a business services provider, so um, I have a different view on it, but PPI launched their Get In Touch campaign uh, recently about really doing some public relations in the promotional products industry, outside of our industry, you know, to, to yeah. share the value promotional products uh, across uh, several different platforms. What do you think about that? I'm, I'm anxious to – I'm super anxious to see when the full launch comes out. I think it comes out – is it September? At the, uh, I think it's at the um, advertising. I think it's gonna be, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, September. Paul Bellantone, yeah. from my understanding, is going to go ahead and go to the uh, advertising – I don't know the name of it, but like the advertising show in New York. It's the one where he interviewed uh, Seth Godin last year yeah. for, for an hour. So I think that's where the – the real launch of it is yeah. um, the concept I, itself, though, Bill. I'm super excited. Um, I am. I, I I'm totally 100% on board with the concept of raising, elevating the conversation of our industry to be on the level with other media. We, I agree. It, I, I'm very excited that they're driving that. And so, I mean, honestly, I've been saying that for a long time, and the idea that. Uh, PPAI is is championing that. It gives me great hope for the future of our industry because mm -hmm. I think that you know the stats. We the, the industry's done a good job of grabbing stats and and doing a good job of 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 sort of educating themselves. We haven't done a good job of of telling the rest of the world. We have we, we have an inferiority complex. I've said that before as an industry, sure. and we need to get over that. And so I think this is a start. You know, I was about to say almost the same thing, but I'm, I think I know what you were saying. I know you and I are very much like my. I, I now I know at least that we're like minded about this. We do a great job with statistics. Yeah, seventy percent of people like this, fifty percent more recognition. But we do a terrible job of telling the story, and statistics don't tell the story. People don't want numbers; they want stories and our good friend Bobby LeHue would be the first one to tell you that it, it's really about sharing those stories and I really just from the initial uh, runs I've seen on the uh, on the advertising and all that they're doing a really good job of setting up the story and what I hope it's going to really help uh, the distributors who listen to this and, and who who are going to get involved with the uh, the get in touch campaign to really help share that story 
with their clients to really reinforce that value of uh, promotional marketing that we all know is there, but sometimes it's difficult to articulate. It's like when, when someone asks you what you do for a living, for sure. usually people refer to the list. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I put logos on mugs and pencils and pens and shirts. It helps us tell a story that we help elevate our clients' brand through the use of promotional marketing vehicles, and, and I think that's a really important thing. I love the fact that PPA and they're investing millions of dollars in this campaign over the next five years. I think it's pretty uh, pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped about it as well. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of as we get closer, I'm going to be looking for ways to help. Well, I think you and I both yeah. uh, reached out um, to PPAI and, and, and said, what can we do to help? And I know there's a list of people, uh, uh, there's a long line right, of people. Exactly. Uh, so it's going to be great. And, and you know, we were stronger together. So the more people that get involved with that, I think the better it's going to be. Yeah. So really quickly, I think it's a good, tra- good way to transition, Bill. Um, you're right. It's about stories. And I just want to say thank you for sharing your story today. Um, it's, hey, uh, it's a what, big deal what? that you've gone through, and uh, I appreciate you being authentic and open about it. You know what? It's, it, life happens, right? You, yeah. you don't expect a 47-year-old woman in uh, very good health, someone who is uh, in, in great condition, to have complete heart failure and, and essentially die and have to be brought back to life. Um, you know, three days ago, I couldn't say that without bawling my head off. And, and so I'm, I'm glad to be able to say that. It still sounds very strange to me. Uh, the experience has been completely surreal. But the, uh, like I said, the, the outpouring of love and support has been nothing short of completely overwhelming. And I mean that in a, in a good way. I you know the the hard thing now is is people want to help and I'm not proud I'm not too proud to ask for help I just don't know how right now I just don't know what that looks like so I'll know that over the next couple of days but again I appreciate everybody listening I do have one quick quick yeah. one for you yeah, sure. so we're recording this on Tuesday of this week because yep. um, you are traveling to one of my favorite shows in the industry the Sack Show. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a, a tremendous show, and you're going to see a lot of our, our mutual friends there. The good, you know, good player man Rick Green and Paul <laughs> Bellantone is going to be out there, and you're going to see a lot of good folks out there. What story? I know you're a featured speaker on Education uh, Day out there. What story are you going to be sharing with the group out in Southern California? Oh, thanks, thanks, man. Uh, actually, the the topic I'm uh, talking about is building your business on purpose. Which ah, it's, I have I have seen you present that, and it is a fabulous session. Oh, thanks, man. And it's funny because um, I've. Uh, tweaked it for this particular one, you know, as you sure. do, right? You, okay, I want to make it better each time. So right. literally I was working on it last night going, okay, how can I make it so that Rick Green doesn't think it stinks? Uh, so that's each, uh, each time we give it, we try and tweak it a little bit, but yeah, building your business on purpose, which is obviously about intentionality and about mission. So I'm excited, man. Yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, you and I do a lot of speaking in the industry and, and sometimes the topics don't change. Um, but what people don't realize is those presentations are living, breathing documents and they're constantly evolving. And, you know, when I, when I give is on differentiation, which is called, uh, you know, uh, standing, you know, I forget, I'm little, little brain dead because I only got two hours of sleep last night, but it's, it's, I, if I gave it, I gave it at the Tom shows 
um, in January. Yep. And it's I've given it several times since then, and it's completely evolved. It's completely different now. Yeah. So uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting uh, oh, it's called Finding actually, look at, It's called Finding Your Voice. That's yep. what it's called. I've seen that so, one. It's also great, yes, so, yes, yeah. you have. So. Uh, I think we're close to our 20 minutes, are yes, we not? Sir. Yeah, we're, we are ready to rock and roll. So Good, because I spy with my little eye a jello cup that my <laughs> wife has not touched, and that's got my name all over it. All right, buddy. Good luck. And, but it's uh, applesauce? It's apple. It's orange juice? Ah, it's I want jello. <laughs> Anna, can I, I get, get some, some jello in here? <laughs> Joe Boo needs a refill. Yeah, Joe Boo needs a refill. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, brother. Thanks so much for taking time. Thanks for everybody. Uh, next week, I may be broadcasting from my house. I may be broadcasting from NALC. It just really depends on how a recovery goes. So I haven't made the decision if I'm heading out to NALC yet or not. I hope to be, um, but we'll we'll see. And until then, I hope everybody has a, a great weekend because I guess it's supposed on Friday. And Kirby, I know you're going to kill it at the SAC show. Thanks, man. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank you for joining us this week for Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, Unscripted is brought to you by Promo Corner's Identity Marketing. You can visit them online at promocorner.com backslash identity dash marketing. <laughs>